Welcome back to Discovering SCP. My name is Tanhany, and I'm continuing to be a uh, YouTube sensation ever since I got my new mic. Where you can, it's like I'm in the room with you. It's like I am inside your house. It I'm sounds so much better, so much clearer. He's cutting out a lot less. The one thing is we're having problems with him echoing a bit, so please bear with us these next few episodes as we figure out how to perfect the mic. But things can only go up from here, baby. This it can is the only future. go up. This is the new time. Literally, this is what you'll mm-hmm. see in your dreams, in your nightmares. And you know what? So new, Tanhony. Uh huh. I'll be there Where right now with you. Because you and me. <laughs> yeah, because you're causing them. We're forever. We're Endgame, Archie. <laughs> Oh my god, these chips taste like shit. Okay, new Tanhony, what are we reading today? We've got how many SCPs count do you them. have? One, two, SCPs. Oh, that's short. Yeah, but they're pretty big. Yeah, but they're SCP seventeen thirty and SCP seventeen thirty part two. <laughs> that's a funny joke. Remember when we spent like three episodes reading one SCP? I do, and I'd do it again. I would too. Great cactus, he's great. <laughs> Well, let's get to the first... Well, actually, do you have anything to say? Do you have any filler we can get, like, front load here? <laughs> you, just, you just say it out loud. It's like, I, I need something to pad the t- episode. I don't know. Yeah, I've got stuff. So, um, where I live, the roads got completely frozen over, like, covered in snow. Oh, I put shit. a picture in the Discord the other day. I don't know if you saw it, Tan. It's it's a little bit better now. Let, I'll, I'll DM it to you real quick on my phone. I'll pull it up. I've but, seen um, it, yeah. It was so bad, like, I lit... I literally could not leave the house, so my work called off. A lot of places are closed. Can't get to the store to get more food or anything, so I've just been kind of trapped. So on one hand, very, very annoying and inconvenient, especially because that means I'm not getting any money this week. But on the other hand, I've had so much more time to write, to record with my dear friend Tanhony, um, and a little bit more time for school, which has actually given me some breathing room for once, which feels nice. Because I was just complaining in another episode somewhere about... Oh, no, it was my stream about how I, like, constantly am doing something. I never get a day to just, like, relax. And I got a day like that yesterday, and it felt good. Nice. I'm happy for you. Thank you. But now it's back to the grindstone. I mean, I guess yesterday we technically did record, but it was, like, so short it didn't really feel like much. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, but that's not work. That's fun, right? You love the Discovering SCP fan base. What, what about you? How are things in England? Things land? are fine here. They're continuing at a default state. How's the plan going in regards to the Queen? She told you about that woman. <laughs> Don't you recognize my voice? So it's you, Philip. Hmm. Yes, I'm Philip. I don't know who that is. You fool. How dare you? Anyway, but, but you know, like, I'm going to be controversial here on the Discovery SCP podcast, but I don't give a rat's ass about the Queen. <laughs> the Queen and country? Oh, yeah! How I about... was reading, Tan. I was... Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your joke. For Queen and country? How about fuck you? <laughs> uh, Tan Hody gets the MI6 busted the door and the fuck you out. Your Majesty, I'm the weak. 
<laughs> oi, oi, you've got a queenie my head against the desk. <laughs> Boom! It's like, you know that fucking anime trope where, like, it slow-mos and the villain, like, cracks the hero's head against the ground and there's, like, a crater? <laughs> I they know what it's like to desk. lose. To feel so desperately that you're right and yet fail all the same. <laughs> but destiny um, arrives nonetheless. <laughs> I was reading my, um rock music history book for my shitty throwaway humanity for college it's like the last throwaway I have yeah shitty throwaway and humanity it's actually the most humans. interesting thing I've read since I've been in college even though it has nothing to do with my majors uh, now or my previous major uh, but I was learning about like the British punk mm-hmm. movement and how things sort of got started and there was this shop called Sex that sold like ripped clothing like punk <laughs> stuff and this guy just put together a band of like guys he knew, and the singer like wasn't even a singer; it was just a customer that hung around, hung around his shop, and never bought anything. And they started making like crazy music about like lashing out against establishments. And it all and this band, by the way, is Sex Pistols. It was named that after the shop, Sex. And it, it kind of culminated with, um, yeah, to to celebrate the Queen's birthday, they wrote "God Save the Queen," which. Is, is a very rude song, but it's not vulgar. I don't think there's any curse words. They just call, like, the queen a fascist and say some things like, we're all screwed or whatever, I don't remember. But British radio in the 60s deemed it so vulgar that it, that it was banned from the radio or the charts. It wasn't allowed to even be on the charts. But if it had been, it would have been, like, I think number two on the British pop mm. charts. I don't remember. So vulgar. But it was so funny to me that, like, like nowadays you have songs where people are, like, kill, rape, destroy, blah, blah, and it's whatever, but, like, calling the queen a fascist had to be taken off the radio. It was too much. No. It was just too much. My <laughs> you cannot say fainted. that and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. How much the standards of society have changed really was funny to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like before. It used to be like that in America, too, in the 50s. Like, they wouldn't put on anything that mentioned sex or a cuss word mm. on the radio or anything. But now you need those. Mm-hmm. Now they're mandatory. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very odd. But anyway, that's enough of that right. for now. Well, let's get into our first article of the day. And this is mm. SCP-001. Open bracket, one forward slash two close bracket. Yeah. Wait, this is an 001? Yeah, and it has O five 5 in it? What? Who wrote this? I'm checking. It was Bright. What do you mean? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Well, you can't, Who's I can't... Bright? Is that the guy that made the OC Dr. Bright or whatever? Yeah. He's an admin. Oh, look at his profile picture. Is that him with the little duck? That's cute. I, don't know. I assume so. Well, anyway, let's get into it. It'd be really weird if it was just some guy. <laughs> so this is... Just a stranger for your profile picture? This is Bright's proposal, also known as The Factory. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Okay, real quick, do I need to know anything about his OC character? Because we haven't no. read any Dr. Bright stuff. Okay. You do not. <clears throat> SCP-001 is an O5's tale. Good evening, Doctor. Hmm. No, no, don't... No, I'm going to be reading the whole thing in his voice. I can't make it too slow. No, no, don't Here, stand do it, up. Here, do it a little bit more upbeat. And yes, I am who you think I am. Let's not make any more of this than it is. You know my number, and I know enough about you to make a duplicate that even your mother wouldn't be able to tell apart from the real you. No, that's not a threat, it's just a fact. Now, as to my business here, it seems you have stumbled upon something above your clearance. Well, no, stumbled is... You know what I've noticed? Yes. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting so early. 
The O5 may be all mysterious and powerful, but they have zero social skills. When you meet someone that works for you, you do not say, Oh, by the way, I would be able to duplicate you and your mother wouldn't even know. It's just a fact, not a threat. That's how you talk to people. It's bad management skills, alright? I'm taking management 321. I know a thing or two, okay? <laughs> now, as better to learn to run the foundation here. better. It seems you've stumbled upon something mm-hmm. above your clearance. Well, no, stumbled is not the right word. Dug up, there's two words. Perhaps. And you're getting to the point where further digging <laughs> would, end, <laughs> would end in some fairly lethal gunshot wounds. This would be a sad state Ooh. of affairs. You are otherwise quite a good researcher. Therefore, you are getting something very few people in the Foundation ever get. An explanation. Yes, we were alerted when you first started digging into SCP-001. Every researcher has been around I love how when you first started... You first started this and it sounded kind of like the Sate voice I do, and now it's just like full-on British Bond villain. (laughs) Every researcher who's been around for a while looks into it, Mr. Bond. Most are satisfied when they uncover the angel with the flaming sword. It's buried under enough levels. But then you started looking into the factory. And that is when I knew you wouldn't stop. So here it is, plain and simple. The factory is SCP-001. But it will never be written up. It was a choice I made early on in the creation of the Foundation, a choice I still stand by. You researchers are far too curious. I'm not sure which scares me worse. That will never understand the Hold factory. on, it's almost... It's almost like researchers are people who have dedicated their lives to the pursuit of learning new knowledge. And it's almost like this foundation is made up entirely of people like that. Hmm. How troublesome of you, Darnell. But can you survive my shark pit? <laughs> I thought you were going to say an anime attack. <laughs> it was a choice. Oh, I... that reminds me. Hmm? Sorry, never mind. That's so off topic. I'll bring, Remind me to bring it up after the SCP. It was a choice I made early on in the creation of the Foundation, and a choice I still stand by. You researchers are far too curious. I'm not sure which scares me worse, that we'll never understand the factory, or that one day we will. Ah, well, I'm sure you're eager to learn more. The factory was built in 1835. Back then it was known as the Anderson Factory, named after James Anderson, a rather well-to-do industrialist. It was built in, well, we'll just say America, and was the largest factory yet designed, a good mile across at its wildest, three stories tall throughout, with a special seven-story tower by the front gate that Anderson did, um, did you mean widest there, buddy? It was wild as well. Also, is this the factory that we've learned about before, the group yeah. of interest? I thought that was Russian. There were a lot of Russian-themed factory bits. Well, I don't think I've ever specifically said that. Yeah, but didn't they have, like, a whole thing dedicated to Soviet Russia or something, or communism or whatever? No, it was very much not communist. There was, like, a whole sickle in... That was a completely different thing. Maybe I'm insane. Maybe. It was designed to be the ultimate factory, capable of taking care of everything, including the housing of workers. People could be born, work, live, and die without ever leaving the confines of the factory. (laughs) You know what that sounds like, Chan Honey? We live in a society where honor is a ah, Damn it, you stole my joke! <laughs> Isn't that right? I was about to say, it sounds like they. Oh, fuck. It sounds like a society more than a factory. <laughs> and work they fuck did you. on everything from cattle raising and slaughtering to textiles to everything else under the sun. Now, no one knows whether James Anderson was actually a Satan worshipper. 
It's just as likely that you follow. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I still came out of nowhere. Where did that come in? <laughs> yeah. But, also, does Worshipper have two Ps? Uh, yeah, it should. Yeah, but this is like a different... No, it doesn't. I'm dumb. Yeah, you fool. No, 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 it's single P. It's just as likely that you followed some kind of pagan gods, like Pan and Iron Man. <laughs> what is... <laughs> Iron Man! You know what my favorite pagan god is, Chanhony? The Hulk. Pikachu. Fur, fur, good choice. What is known is that he was very exact in the building of his factory and in the placement of his machinery within it. Survivors claim the floor was engraved with arcane symbols that were only visible when blood flowed across from them. But then the survivors claimed a lot of things. What is known is that Anderson made his money on the blood and sweat and sometimes body parts of the lower class. His journals indicate... See, this is starting to sound a lot like communism stuff. It really... I mean, not that. That part's obviously capitalistic, but I mean, it sounds like it's from the perspective of something that's about to get really communist. His jur- I'm not crazy. His journals indicate he thought of them as less than human, being put on this earth only to serve his will. Of course, mm. at that time, no one knew his predilections, and so people flocked to the factory. A place to both work and live at the same time? Well, of course people wanted in. Never mind the harsh... Wait, hold on. Who the fuck wanted in? It was hold on, who the fuck said, Wait, I can live and die at my work? <laughs> Hell yeah! What the fuck? You know what this sounds a lot like? James Anderson's real name. Mr. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the harsh hours. Working conditions, sadistic security force, and all the rest. Factory workers were forced to work 16 hours days. Work only shutting down on Sundays between sunrise and sunset. Workers were not given individual rooms, instead sharing rooms with eight other people, sleeping in shifts of three. Medical attention was unheard of. If you were injured in the course of your duties, which most people were, you were expected to just keep working. Anyone too injured to work was dragged off by the security, never to be heard from again. Wait, when did we get to the anomalous part? So far this just sounds like a really, really shitty business in the Industrial Revolution. For 40 years, the... Oh, wait a minute! Wait, wait, can I make a guess? Yes. Hold oh. What's your guess? I'm going to make a guess, because they've spent a long time building up this whole he was so shitty to his workers, a lot of blood stuff, and they've mentioned blood a lot. I bet so many people got injured and died here that their blood, like, fused with the factory and it became, like, its own thing, and that's how it became anomalous. Kind of like with Guts' sword, mm. how it cut enough demons that the blood made it, like, able to cut demons. That's my well, guess. Like I'm sword online. The Black Swordsman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's my guess. It's gonna be like all the workers that died, their spirit infused this factory and gave it life. And now it just kills. For 40 years, the Anderson factory cranked out all sorts of things for people. Meat, clothes, weapons. Never mind that the beef might be mixed with human. Don't care that weapons were forged in blood. No attention need be paid that the clothes were dyed with... Well, you get the idea. Dyed with what? Peace? (laughs) <laughs> Die with this <laughs> Rumors leaked out But the products were so good Why bother Until someone got out I never met the brave soul Who managed to escape But she managed to meet with President Grant And in 1875 He enlisted My aid At the time I was well, It doesn't matter We'll say I was military Kind of And that my people were the same hundred- Wait So So once you were hired, so people went there willingly, but once you were hired, you weren't allowed to quit? I guess so. 
I guess so, indeed. 150 good men and some few women who were often given jobs that weren't supposed to be common knowledge. We've been cleaning out some Confederate holdouts and some of the worst things we found down south. So we did some research, didn't like what we saw, and went in loaded for burr. I don't actually remember much about the night it all went down. Most of it all blends together in my head. I get flashes sometimes of the people chained to the line, living next to dead, and damned hard to tell which was which. Children working under machines, the majority of the flesh scoured from their bones by the great wheels and cogs, and the other things. No, I'm alright. I haven't thought about that night for a very long time. Security also weren't much of a problem, but then Anderson's creation showed up. He'd been taking the injured workers and, well, experimenting on them. Men, if you could call them men, with multiple arms sewn together, some of them combined with animals, horrible monstrosities out of mankind's worst nightmares. Why does that... Why does that sound familiar? Was that another SCP we've uh, read? Yeah, I think it was another factory one. They kept coming, wave after wave of not quite living creatures. I lost a lot of good people that night. I'm going to skip this next because that's fucking gross. I- I'm sorry. Even today, more than a century later, the memory makes me see red. When we finally found Anderson cowering in his office, we hung him from his tower window with his own entrails. As he died, he laughed, saying it didn't matter. We could kill him, but his factory... The factory would go on. He was still laughing 24 hours later when we finally cut him down, had him drawn and quartered, then burned the remains. The entire time he uttered blasphemies that I don't like to think about. Wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I just realized another thing. Mm-hmm. This 05 just said this all happened in like the 1800s, right? Yeah. And and he was there for that. So like, how fucking old is this guy? I am an old tyrant. Like, is he, like, supernaturally lengthened life, or is, is this implying he's, like, one of the oldest humans and he's, like, on his deathbed here? I think it's probably uh, the former. Okay. We spent a week cleaning that place out, freeing the workers, putting down the things we found in the basements in many lightless rooms. We pulled out things that were useful, stocked them in a house near the gates, tried to make sense of everything. 150 of us went in there to that hell pit that night, and only 93 came out. By the end of that week, we were down to 71. But the things we found in the... My God. Well, you've been with the Foundation a while, they wouldn't seem as amazing to you, but we found toy guns that shot real bullets. I wouldn't leave with that. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't leave with that on, like, the wonders. I love I love, I love, love how, like, there's, they have all these crazy creations, and the first one they start with you, right, is like, it's a gun that's supposed to be a toy, but it's that's really not, a gun! That's not like, anomalous. That's... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just a gun shaped like a toy gun. I gotta, I gotta be honest, and and don't hate on me because because I can be proven wrong. Like with IKEA, this might get better, but so far this just seems like excessive use of like the most grotesque things the author could think of to like make it this big evil mm. that it's like it almost doesn't really feel attached to reality in any way. Not that SCPs are by any means; it's obviously fictional, but like it's it's hard to get attached to when it's so over the top that yeah, it, like, it's, it's, doesn't even feel it's extremely tangible. over the top. <laughs> A yo-yo that would flay the skin from anyone it touched. Hammers that only worked on human flesh. What would even be the the purpose of a hammer like that? That would just be worse than a normal hammer. A normal hammer. (laughs) It only works on human flesh. You see what I mean? It's it's like so over the top that it's like... What would the fucking purpose of these be? That's why it's losing me a little bit here. 
Like, what possible purpose a does breed that have? Of skeletal a horse that ran faster than anything we'd ever seen. That implies that the skeletal horse That's can reproduce, cool. though. How does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> they just... Okay, that's How a bad breed... name, How do you breed the skeleton I was going to say, you, you just have to give another uh, another skeletal horse a little bone. Am I right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Cloaks that seemed woven from the night itself and let men access a shadowy dimension that I get away from myself. That was the most exciting one, though. We found tools. Yeah, that was the only one that was like actually starting to get cool. Aside from skeletal horses. <laughs> no, I wish must not go but too isn't far. Those cloaks, they kind of, they, those cloaks kind of just sound like the ring from Lord of the Rings. You just enter and you see the Nazgul. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot what fucking what they fucking say. Baggins. Something about Shire. Yeah. <laughs> I get away from myself. Uh, we found tools both wondrous and horrible, and we were faced with a choice. I gathered my highest-ranking, well, we'll uh, call them officers, to me, and we tried to figure out what we would do. They all had opinions. The chaplain, he had gone a little crazed, thought all these objects must be miracles sent from God, holy relics to be worshipped. Marshall... And... Oh, is that is that implying that that's how the broken yeah, in this God church cabin. started? Marshall and his little ah. toady Dawkins thought there was a fortune to be made here, making and selling these things to the highest bidder. I'm I'm guessing that's Marshall and Carter. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what who Dawkins is. This is like the least subtle SCP slash yes. tale we've ever read. <laughs> the Indian we all called Base due to his deep speaking voice. He called these things an abomination and declared we should hunt down and destroy everything we could find. I, I assume that's supposed to be the the Carcists. Uh, I think Sarkics. that's the GOC. Oh my bad. And Smith thought we should take this stuff back to the president. Nice. It has the boot taste, Smith. <laughs> the, I guess that's the government yeah. version of the SCP UI or whatever. Yeah. The only one with yeah. an out an opinion was the old man, but he never said much of anything. Anyways, I don't know who that is. The old man. We argued for hours. <laughs> Albert Einstein! And the, <laughs> and the furtive pygmy so easily forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it's like that it's like the SCP cinematic, it's all these like very clear cut things and then just the furtive pygmy. The guy in Elden Ring slamming on the anvil. Oh SCP Oh, one, seven, three. Can't you see it now? Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> Look at peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make your own fun sometimes. Oh my god, that sent me into a laughing fit. Good job, Tim. That was funny. We argued for hours, days, trying to work it out. Me, I thought we were sitting on a gold man, all right, but that we could use these things, these objects to hunt down some of the scary things we'd run into down south. The other monsters this world had to offer and use this factory for good. It's a place to contain these things, find a way to make them work for our fellow man, or at least protect our fellow man from having to deal with them. I'm sure you can uh, find out what happened. Uh, figure out what happened. The chaplain snuck away in the night with his devotees, taking a couple of small items with him. Marshall we kicked out when we found him abusing his authority. He promised he'd get revenge and that little dorkage shit 
led the rest of their group off with some of the juicier items. We need someone needs to write Dawkins back in, <laughs> bring him back into canon because mm. that, that's the only place he's mentioned. Dawkins. I'm sure the fir- the real furtive pygmy. Amazing is people. Is there not a group aside from Marshall that tries to sell like SCP stuff? Yeah, there's Marshall Carter and Dark there, I think. But, I don't know but there's no Dawkins. other groups that do that that yeah, Dawkins could be a part of? There are, yeah. Plot twist, Dawkins is Dado. Plot <laughs> oh twist. Oh my god. Mason and his people tried <laughs> to light the whole damn thing on fire, then just left when it didn't work. And Smith left to report back to the president. I did manage to get into Promise Me. He'd tell Grant the factory had been destroyed. I had to make plans for that place. Alright. Alright. So we still have a bit to go. So I'm still going to give it some time. But aside from all my other complaints, so far I don't see how It seems like how too neat this... and tidy of an origin, I think, is my... Well, well not, o- not only that, but I also don't see how this story had to be hidden from the rest of the Foundation. Considering things like Project Montauk and, like, all the shit they've done with 682, how- the only thing this story really has that, like, had to be hidden from other workers is how grotesque it is, but... Again, considering Montauk and 682 and other stuff they deal with, I, I don't see why this had to be like, we've hid this from you under layers of fake OO1s, mm. because it was too secret for you. And it was. Like, hmm. yeah. basically it boils down to, I was such a good guy and he was such an evil bad guy, so I beat him dead, but now the factory has things running around. Oh, man. <laughs> and it worked for a while. We had these amazing toys, and finding people to work with us was easy. Back then, going off the grid was as simple as leaving town. We knew what we wanted, we knew what we could be. Levenfile sets us out getting us backing. A single invention here, some well-invested money there, it all worked out. White and Jones set out getting us other backing. In our previous work, we'd found out some interesting things about people. Some secrets that powerful men didn't want getting out. And with our new position helping keep secrets, we got more people asking us to deal with their secrets. Blackmail is a dirty word, but it works. Bright Argent and Lumino got to work cataloging the items. Light and Bright's wife, the nurse, they Light and Bright's wife, the nurse, they made sure we kept ourselves healthy. <laughs> no, it's just uh, remembering Light. She had such unusual ideas about hygiene for the time. Brilliant woman. Shov, Fleischer, and Karnov dealt with training the troops. Tesla and Tamlin were in charge of figuring out how to take advantage of the items without making it obvious. Tesla? Nikola Tesla? Tesla? Wow, Nikola! I know that guy. He was on Doctor Who. <laughs> Isn't he in Record of Ragnarok? He's, he's fucking everything, anyway. Because he's like the inventor who could have yeah. been. Like, he, he could have been didn't, didn't Elon Musk use his body to make his cars or something? I'm sorry. What do you mean? <laughs> Teslas. The Cybertruck? Teslas. Elon Musk. <laughs> no, the Tesla. Yeah, Elon Musk used Tesla's body he to make He on the stage like, I'm a monument to all your sins. <laughs> it reminds me of, what was Thomas Edison in Fate? Because that included... Uh, Lion Man. That included Tesla, didn't it? No, te- yeah, he was in Yeah, Lion well. Man. Or was Tesla's own thing, yeah. Well, <clears throat> we were amazing. The city we built around the factory, which we took to calling Site Alpha, was self-supporting. Agents, researchers, operatives of all sorts. Not by those names, of course, but those positions. We expanded. I guess, okay, I thought about it a little more. I guess the only reason I could think for this being so super-duper hidden is because it basically confirms that the SCP knew how all these groups of interest started and kind of was sort of responsible for some of them. Hmm. 
I'm sorry. But even still, it just seems like, I don't know why it's this level of secrecy that was implied at the beginning. I'm sorry, I am an old man. I know I do not look it, but the body lies. The mind doesn't always remember right, and sometimes I get lost in my memories. Things get confused. But the uh, long and simple of it is this. We use the factory. It always seemed to have more empty rooms to store things in. Back then, that was the word for them. Things. No skips then. No. <laughs> we thought we had the factory tamed. That's one of the uh, reasons I refuse to quit these jo- this job. Is there anything I can do here to remind people that we will never tame these things? Contain them, yes, but <laughs> as we saw with Abel, tame them? Never. After a decade or so, we were pretty organized. The 13 original of us were being called by numbers, not names. We knew how to make things work. And if a thing or two vanished inside the factory still, in the uh, occasional D-class... What? Yes, we had D-class back then. Disposables, that's where the D comes from. I'd have some more to test things on. Tesla and Salmon were both very firm about that. But yes, sometimes we lost people who uh, didn't matter. Adam, sorry, Dr. Bright, was fond of saying it was the factory taking its toll. You can't get something for uh, for nothing. 1911 was when it all went wrong. Things, we called them furries, an entire race Wait, of... why is 1911 a year that I remember? Yeah, it actually ha- ha- it happened in real life, you know, around um, 109 years ago. What... What happened? No, but I, is that like an important year? It just sticks out to I me for some so. reason. No, I'm thinking of 1912. I think. Uh, what was in 1912? I don't know. What What happened in 1912? I don't know. Don't know. I'll find that. What you tell? You, this is well, this is important. This is now content, so you have to t- now tell us what happened in 1912. Is that when women gained the right to vote? Maybe. Hold on. When. When Leave in the comments what your favorite event from 1912 was. It was 1919. Fuck, what was in 1912? Is that what the Nolan movie was? You know what? I'm stupid. I'm thinking of 1812. Which is when that war happened. (laughs) (laughs) What war? The War of 1812? Of course, that, that one, yeah. 1911 was when it all went wrong, though. Things, we called them furries, an entire race of things living beside us. They could look the same as you or I. The only obvious difference was an allergy to iron. Yes, that's why we called them furries. No, you haven't heard of them. Why? Because it's the one time the Foundation wiped out an entire race of things, root and branch. And I'm the one who did it. Isn't that what we sort of did with, um, with, uh, the... I guess we didn't entirely wipe them out. We've been hunting... I say we like we were fucking involved. We're just a bunch of clowns that got into the archives. I like when the Bigfoot run. Actually, should we even be reading this super secret article? What if this guy kills us with his epic awesomeness? Because he's so badass. We've been hunting them for some time. We'd run into them a time or two before, come out on top. So when a certain royal asked us for help, of course we were eager to put them in our debts. We've always loved having people in our debt. We sent a team to help out, take care of what we thought was a hunting party. The next time we saw them, their heads were on poles, attached to the saddles of the creatures the furries rode when they attacked the factory. It was horrible. Three words, but they convey so much. I have never... I'm sorry, please give me a moment. I've never told this part to anyone. You should consider yourself lucky. <laughs> and if you ever... T- have you read ahead? 
I read the Lex sentence and it's just too much. And if you ever tell anyone any of what I'm about to impart on you, I will not just kill you, but everyone who shares your DNA in the worst way as possible. <laughs> You'll think Procedure 110 Montauk is a walk in the park <laughs> compared to what I do to okay. me, Batman. Am, 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 I a, am I a douchebag? I'm not trying to insult Adam much. and Bray. I, I, from, from what I've heard, you've contributed a lot to the community. I'm this sure is you're very a, old. a, a, a great writer. And your own writer. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. It's okay that I'm making fun of this. I'm not crazy that this article is ridiculous. <laughs> we lost. It's a little ridiculous. The things came and they destroyed us. Rode over emplacements, slaughtered our people, shrugged off our weapons like they were nothing. I watched my 13 go down, left and right, just trying to hold the factory. And I, their leader, their friend, their father figure, godfather to the brights for all young children... <laughs> Confident, sometimes lover, always This guy is constantly just like our, our enemies. They did unspeakable things. Also, I am the best guy. Oh, and Dr. Bright's pretty good, too. I ran it's like a scared schoolboy deep into the dark. Oh, no, no, he did it. Of the facts. This is his first negative trait. He ran away. I was he chased by the things. Always just one step ahead. I could hear them behind Oh, never mind. <laughs> I came to a door I'd Uh-oh. never seen before. A bronze door covered in Arabic script of some sort. I've never been one for languages, not even English. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> Especially not the curvy bullshit the muscle men use. But I didn't care. They were coming for me. And I threw the door open and dived through it. Everything inside was different. It was a feeling of peace that nothing could hurt me here. The light was this dark red but still felt right my ears were filled with this. he just appears in front of the fucking idea of evil from berserk <laughs> what do you I see? sacrifice give me wings that's why that's why we don't know who dawkins is i sacrifice dawkins Mama. my ears were filled with the steady thrumming of a giant heartbeat and in front of me were the remains of anderson spoke to me then, but I'll be damned if I could tell you exactly what oh it Oh my said. god, it, it literally is the idea of evil. What it told me was more meaning than exact. It offered me hope. It told me... It told me that each of the things we had used from the factory, no matter what we did with them, fed it, helped it grow. But if the fairies took the factory, they would destroy it, and we couldn't have that. It offered me a deal. It could remove this event, make it have never happened... All I needed to give it was us. Oh my god, it's literally fucking the Berserk Sacrifice. I didn't want to. I knew it was a bad idea, but then I saw them again. My family, my friends, dead. Dead by the hands of those bastards. I agreed. It smiled. And I found myself once more upon the ramparts, watching the horde of furries crest the hill. My foundation alive once more. In my hands was a weapon... I won't bore you with the details, but we slaughtered them. And with those new weapons, continued to slaughter them. Everywhere they lived, everywhere they bred. My fellow O5s questioned my decision, thinking we should save some in case we might ever need them. I overruled them. Oh, do you want, do you imagine these weapons could have destroyed 682? Maybe. We moved away from the factory, shut it down, moved our things out of there. We changed the name of things to special containment protocols, focused on containing them, not anything else. The others were curious, but understood I had my reasons. 
I boarded up the factory, locked it shut, buried it under a ton of rubble, saying it was too dangerous. I thought. So, so the reason this tale was hidden is because he was he he worked with a uh, evil guy, uh, the evilest guy, to to stop a thing. So it was like his own cover up. I guess. Thought I'd gotten away with it. Until I found a thing on my desk. One of the old toy guns that shot real bullets. That's just called a gun. That's just called a gun! And it had the factory (laughs) label on it. I've sent people in from time to time to see what it might be doing. Last time I sent people in to look, there was nothing there. We keep finding factory items out there. I can't help but think of how many more we don't find. The people who use them and keep it hidden. I think that's the body telling me how each item used gave energy to the factory. I never asked it energy for what. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> what do we give it? D-class, mostly. Where did you think all those bodies went? There's a place. Bodies are left and they vanish. <laughs> oh my god, he's griffithing to his kingdom of the SCP Foundation. <laughs> How many bodies thinks... will it take to reach that promised Everyone land? Everyone thinks I'm a genius for figuring it out. Sometimes. Sometimes I have to feed it other things. Researchers. Agents. They never know it's coming, it just reaches out and takes them. But in the end, we're doing more good by being here. Whatever the factory wants, whatever it is, we're doing good here. I have to believe that. And now you know. Are you happy? I didn't think so. Why, I tell you? I'm getting old, Everett. Should I die, someone will have to keep feeding it. Maybe you'll be different. Maybe you'll figure out how to stand up to it. But I doubt it. Man, I gotta be honest, this was uh, not that great. <laughs> it's not my I favorite either. Just fu- uh, far too over the top, far too black and white with the morals, far too edgy. It really clean cuts the origins of a lot of interesting GOIs. Honestly, and I mentioned last time how I like never downvote. This is the first article I genuinely want to downvote, but I'm holding myself back because I'm sure, of course, this guy is a respectable author. You mentioned it's a very early tale, mm. so I have to give it a bit of a break. And I don't want to, you know, spit in the face of, like, the wiki's history, but this is, like, the first article I've ever been, like, I kind of want to downvote this. It's just, like, not well written, and I can't believe it has as many, as high of a rating as it does. That is time in there Again, well. though, yeah. granted, it was, it, it was written, like, 11 years ago, so almost f- some slack is required. Almost a third of my life. More, almost a half of your life. So you think, but yeah, um, how, but, how many yeah. fairies? I I, I I I give this like a two out of ten to be honest. Two fairies out of ten. Two toy guns. Two what? Two what? Two toy guns out of ten. <laughs> Wait, it's eight, two I, toy guns that shoot real bullets out of ten. Sorry, but I do think it's sort of a good thing to read because a lot of stuff that comes in later like, builds on some of the ideas there. Not necessarily in the same way, but I um, agree. Yeah. Yeah, but just the prose itself is not well written. It's very sloppy. It's very simple. There's not really much of a narrative other than I was the goodest of the good, and this guy was the evilest of the evil, and I had to make evil deal to make things work. That's why I can't tell you about it. Oh, and if you ever cross me, oh, I'll make Project 110 Montauk look like a walk in the park. It's like, it's too much. It's so bad, man. <laughs> I, I can't get behind this tale. Why did you think this was a necessary one to read, by the way? Is it just like a important historical point? Uh, yeah. Smile. Fair enough. But anyway, I want to say once again, obviously this is not shitting on you, Edmund Bright. Uh, apologies that I kind of ripped this one apart a little bit. But it was just, 
like I, I, I you know, it, it had to be done. It simply did. My nature wouldn't allow me otherwise. Um, I'm sure you are a tremendous writer and a great influence on the wiki, and I know that many of your things are beloved by people, at least in our community. But, uh, yeah, I did not like this tale at all. You heard it here first, folks. Controversial opinion. He, is it? He hates SCP. You heard it. <laughs> is this is this, is that actually a controversial no, really. opinion? Is this like people's favorite SCP? Okay. <clears throat> but we have another one okay. for today. So you said we had one other today. That's yeah. right. Oh shit! We're already forty minutes I in. I know. I knew. I ti- for once I've timed it correctly. Is this next one shorter? Uh, it's short. To be fair, I also interrupted like. Every five seconds to fucking make fun of this thing. <laughs> Next one is SCP-2932, and it's called Titania's Prison by DJ Cactus. I'm, I'm starting to get worried, because I thought in the next few episodes we were going to hit Series 5 and get to the 4000s, and Boris predicted it would take us until Episode 64, and I was like, no way it's going to be that long. But now we're reading t- only two in an episode, and we're going backwards, and I'm like, uh-oh, sweating. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll <laughs> see. Everything will work out the way it's meant to. All right, 2932. And this, it has really good things, which makes me think it's cactus. Let me check. Yeah. Good things. Good some, fucking CSS. There's is what been I meant. some hints that it's cactus, like when I said it. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I'm used to it, man. Also, your, your fucking words are lies, Mr. Raffley. Raffley? <laughs> Literally nothing you say means anything to me anymore. I hate you. I'm gonna, I should have, I, I, I wish I could change my name on the wiki to Raffley. Let's get into it. Start putting out articles. And this one is called yes. Titania's Prison. Ooh, isn't that the Queen of the Fae, at least in fucking D&D, the Summer Court? Let's find out a little more. Item number. Wait That's... a minute, is that why we had to read the other one? Because this has to do with Fae? Don't worry about it. Item number, SCP-2932. Object class, Formiel. It's been a while since we've had a Formiel. Uh, special Ooh, container procedures. The SCP is currently. I'm, that sounds like that sounds like something like a really wealthy British family would name their child, like Thaumiel. Please bring me the cheese wheel. Special containment procedures. <laughs> bring me the cheese wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as fancy people do, the, the cheese fu- wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Thaumiel, ring, 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 ring. Uh, what, what was the name of the butler again? Mr. Deeds. Uh, the butler SCP. Mr. Deeds, bring me the cheese wheel. It's like for me, the little Thaumiel. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's bringing it for Thaumiel. Hungry little Thaumiel. Mother, please. The scurvy. <laughs> no limes for you until you finish your cheese. Mother, my, my Victorian body is so weak. <laughs> <laughs> It's currently contained at its location of discovery. Mobile Task Force Z9, the Wardens, has been tasked with handling containment efforts, including reduction of public awareness of the SCP in nearby towns and villages, and amnestic treatment of individuals coming into contact with the SCP. Offense premise. Speaking of villages, is the White Rabbit of Crank an SCP? Or yet. would it be in this universe? Of course it, it would. It's so dangerous. Oh. It's true. You see it, you die. <laughs> And the White Rabbit of Crank sounds like a Series 1 SCP. It's not like it's it something I would make right up. After 173. <laughs> yeah! I had to look it up to see if it was real after you told me that. A fence perimeter has also been established around the SCP, with warnings posted about protected protected nature reserve within. 
This perimeter is to be routinely patrolled. MTFG-9 has also been given orders to work alongside SCP-A in an effort to contain instances Wait, what? of Dash 1. That's called, that's a G? What symbol is that? It's XI. I don't know what, I, I assume that's oh. what the symbol. That, to, it looks like three horizontal I, yeah. uh, lines for me. Yeah, that's what screen. it says. That is, but it was previously referred to as G-9. Ah. So they've been given orders to work alongside the SCP-A in an effort to contain instances of Dash 1 that have escaped from the SCP. Information gathered from Dash A regarding possible Euclid and Keter class entities originating from within the SCP is listed later in this document. MTF personnel, as well as additional Foundation staff members assigned to the SCP, had to familiarize themselves with this information. Efforts are ongoing to attempt repairs of Dash 2, although due to the complexity of the object and the nature of its design, personnel must maintain care in their duties as to not upset the already fragile state of Dash 2. This is the this is the first time Dash Two came up yet, right? Because yeah. I'm like getting lost a little bit. Okay, just making sure. Foundation staff medical doctors that have been trained in the function of Dash Two are to rotate on a six hour shift to assure that a doctor is always available in the event of an emergency. Information regarding this object gathered from Dash A is detailed later in this document. Should Dash Two experience a gross failure, experimental power supply systems will be activated in an attempt to maintain the current functions of the SCP. Should these supplies prove inadequate. The MTF and additional security personnel is prepared for a massive breach of containment scenario. Notes: Personnel are reminded not to attempt authorization from any genetic matching organisms, as this often results in retaliation from the guard organisms. What could it mean? I'm pretty sure this is going to be phase stuff since you had me read that last one, and it's named Titania. Let's find out. <clears throat> Oh, this is a kind of long one. Yeah. The SCP is a massive organic structure located within the Reserva Comunal El Sierra in eastern-central Peru. Externally, the SCP consists of trees, vines, and other plant life that has been formed into a large domed structure. Lighting around the exterior of the SCP consists of an array of bioluminescent bulbs that grow grow from within the SCP. These are a species that, until discovery of the SCP, was not identified, along with many other instances of plant life that exist throughout the SCP. The dome structure itself is indestructible. An attempt to damage the dome often results in retaliation by aggressive and hostile mobile plant-based organisms that act as guards to the SCP. Okay, so so sorry, my, my ADHD brain is starting to kick in because these are very large blocks of text. So if I'm understanding, they're like domes made of plant life, and if you destroy them, then like plant organisms attack you. Well, well yeah, if you do, well, it's... Um... Yeah, if you attempt to damage the big dome, the, the, the plant, some plants attack you. Yeah. And, and the domes are made of plant life as yeah, well. Yeah, outside of it, yeah. Okay, sorry, I just had to make sure I'm keeping up. The main door to the SCP, located on the south side of the structure, cannot be opened without authorization from an entity located within the SCP, or without authorization from a genetic matching organism that exists in, a genetic matching organism that exists near the entrance. The main level interior... What? There's like an organism that matches your genetics to let you in. It's like a card reader guy. But but like does it does it have to be does it have to be inside the thing or can you just have like twins? I don't know. Uh, the main level it says exists near the entrance. The main level interior of the SCP consists of a number of arched hallways and large rooms, equally organic in nature as the exterior of the SCP, with similar lighting organisms throughout. Investigation of these areas indicate that at one point the rooms were administrative offices for the lower portions of the SCP, and signs of habitation exist in a number of larger areas. Information has been gathered from this section regarding instances of Dash 1, 
and have been filed with information gathered from Dash A. The lower levels of the SCP are below ground, and consist primarily of a massive open chamber with numerous catwalk structures leading to various landings throughout. Most available wall space is covered in cocoon-like pods composed of an extremely durable plant matter, which increase in size lower to the chamber. Apparent use of these pods are to contain instances of Dash 1. To the right of every pod is a device composed of various plant matters with a touch-based screen composed of a translucent silica construct that acts as an interface for the pod for which it is attached. Information regarding the Dash 1 entity contained within the pod is listed, as well as the mechanism by which to open and close the pod, although this option is locked out to individuals without the proper genetic identification. While the overwhelming majority of these pods are intact and listed as active, at least blank have been ruptured. <clears throat> okay, so there are... there. Do we know what Dash 1s are yet? There's yet. a lot of dashes going around. Dash A is an elderly class 1 near humanoid entity that oh. resides... Oh my god, now we've got fucking letters as well. <laughs> it's too many dashes. It was already the that resides within the SCP and acts as its caretaker. Dash A has six primary appendages and walks upright on the rear two. Dash A's torso has two primary segments, both covered in a fine, long hair. The head of Dash A is roughly overloid, with two sets of eyes, one compound and one vertebratic. The front of the head contains a humanoid mouth and a long, prehensile nasal structure. The top of its head contains a number of small spines, but is mostly covered in additional long, grey, fine hair. On its back, Dache has four large insectoid wings, although these display damage it did not properly heal. Dash 2 is a large vascular organ suspended in the centre of the SCP's main chamber, and serves as the primary power source for the SCP. Dash 2 pulsates at a pace of approximately 8 beats per minute, though this has been known to drop as low as 3 beats per minute during emergency events. According to Dash A... And we still don't know what Dash 1 is, right? We don't know. Uh, yeah. According to Dash A, the SCP-2 is the heart of the goddess Titania, who constructed the prison with her own body and put her heart within it to sustain it. Given information gathered from Dash A, it has been deduced that the SCP was once, and currently is, a massive incarceration system designed to contain a large number of creatures and other entities. Uh, due to a catastrophic mm-hmm. event affecting the original owners of the SCP, see document Alpha 15961000 for more information. And there's a link there that reveals the original owners. Do we have to read that? Well, you can just look who it is. SCP-1000. <gasps> oh, woo, God. Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's house. Oh, because they used to make shit out of, like, organic tech. Yeah. Interesting. So this was, like, their SCP foundation. The site was closed. That's actually pretty neat. <laughs> the site was closed, and the responsibility of containment was left to a skeleton crew of SCP staff members, of whom Dache was the warden. Oh, SCP-2932 Just to, to clarify, they mean, they mean SCP... Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to clarify. SCP Dache was the warden. Over time, this contingent of personnel either perished, defected, or disappeared. Uh, and the facility... Is that why they call... Sorry, it's G9, the wardens? Hmm? Oh, yeah. And the facility began to fall into disrepair. Yeah. This, coupled with the increasing fragility of the SCP's main power supply, Dash 2, caused a number of containment pods to malfunction, releasing their contents. Interview Dash A. The following interview was conducted during early exploration of the SCP, shortly after Foundation personnel were allowed into structure by Dash A. Initial communication with Dash A was hampered by a language barrier, as Dash A was only capable of only speaking its own native language and Quisha. Once a translator became available, the interview was conducted. Who would you like to be? What's Quasia? Let me look up Quasia. 
I, I believe you. A member of the South American people of Peru. Gotcha. Um, do you? I guess I'll be Johnson because I don't know what the hell Dash A is supposed to be, yeah, and I don't want to offend by giving it the wrong voice. <clears throat> Thank you for your meeting with me, SCP two nine three two Dash A. I have a number of questions for you, if that's all right. It is, please. Who constructed this place? My people, the Hudaru, were the builders of Titania's prison. The children of the knights came to us, and knowing us as a people of frying craftsmanship, commissioned the prison to be built. Why did they want to build a prison? Those were different times, friend. The children of the knights were, were powerful, yes, and influential very, but in their dominance of the world, they too had collected enemies greater and more terrible than any that exist now. The children of the knights prayed to glorious Titania, and she gave unto them her heart, which the Hudoru then used to craft her prison. What happened that caused the disrepair we have observed throughout SCP-2932? Do not be so coy, child of the sun. You know very well what the course of this was. Certainly you have not forgotten so easily. Wait, what, what, what was it? When fucking humanity overthrew them and wrecked the shit. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I see. Well, but this guy even have the clearance for that about 1,000? Because isn't that like high-level clear? <laughs> yeah, so he's probably like, okay, shit, whatever. Bugs <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, because that's like a high-clearance article. It's like fucking touchy much. I see. SCP-2932-A. Some of the pods throughout SCP-2932 have been damaged. What do you know about the entities contained within them? They were nothing. Raindrops before a greater storm. As the heart began to fail, it became imperative that more power be diverted to the truly great enemies of the Children of the Knights. Because of this, some of the lesser escaped. Those that I could, I destroyed. Others became victims to Titania's guardians. A few escaped. Truly great enemies? Yes. <laughs> like I said, there are many creatures that haunted even the Children of the Night. And the greatest of those, the ones that could not be killed, were brought here. The goddess has been gracious and has not given them their freedom. Should the heart fail, fail though. You children of the sun are strong, yes, but you are not the children of the night. You would be nothing more to them than sand before the tide. End log. I don't know about that. There's so many fucky powers in the SCP, like the ability to clone everyone from scratch. The fucking theoretical ultra laser Marion has. Abel. I don't know. Well, let's see. Addendum Dash 1. The following logs have been gathered from terminals regarding potentially dangerous Dash 1 entities, most of which are in active containment. Notes gathered from Dash A are also listed, and Dash A has provided full translations for all the entries. So we've got some of the stuff they were containing here. Wow, this is a very cooperative guy. Yeah, Good job. It's like, it's like you want to do my job for me? Here's what you need to know. Prisoner name. <laughs> Ophelia. Incarceration. Active. So that's still going on. Date of incarceration, 9 moon, 17 cycle, 4533 rotation. Sentence, endless rotation. Notes. Yes, Ophelia was a dangerous one. She lived within this forest and hunted for the children when the night came. She was not as you are, or as the children were. I do not know from whence she came, but it was a place that abhorbs the pleasing form. She was disgusting and beautiful, and she murdered the youngest son of the Lord of the Night, and turned his body into a puppet to lure the Lord's wife into the darkness. By glorious Titania, she will rot within that cell until the stars go out. I kind of like that this whole article... So, uh, 
just giving a little bit of an early verdict, this whole article, like it starts, there's a little bit too much dashes going on. It's hard to keep track at first. Uh, a little bit too much given like descriptions of like plant, plant, plant. But like in true cactus fashion, he creates a really interesting narrative and setting around like the sort of like fantasy style, uh, kind of mystical. And, and, and it helps that instead of like continuing procedures, we have dash A's like notes that give you just enough mm. to like get an more, image it's but like not more really mythic. what the thing is. Yeah, it, it has more of mi- like a of a mythological or like folktale-y vibe to it that I I really dig. I think Cactus captured that well. Yeah, something I really like is like what a lot of people do is like the past in their CP, like history. It's like it was a fantasy novel before, and now it's sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of I kind of dig that. Let's get to the next one. Prisoner name: Yon Khmer. Incarceration active. Date of incarceration: One move, twenty cycle, four six twenty rotation. Sentence, endless rotation. Notes, Khmer was a creature of the heavens, fallen from the skies. The children believed that he was one of their dark gods, but soon found that he was only a beast, and a hungry beast. Thousands he devoured before the children brought him down, and even though he was brought here, he threatened to devour us as well. They called Yon Khmer the ravenous one. I wonder sometimes about oh. how his hunger has grown. <laughs> Terare? <laughs> No, he's still in there. Tarari, he wouldn't, Is it him? He can't be. It's active. <laughs> Prisoner name Malva Gartamor. Incarceration inactive. Date of incarceration two moon nineteen cycle two seven one one rotation. Sentence endless rotation. Notes: Some creatures brought into Titania's arms were lauded and their captors praised, but Malva Gartamor was brought in secret. Even I did not know of its incarceration until it was done. But the children assured me it was for the best that I was kept unaware. I remember when Malvacata Moore escaped, though, and the children had not lied to me then. Sometimes it is best to not know. Uh Prisoner name, Adam LSM. Incarceration, active. That's a fucking badass name, though. Date of incarceration, mm. seven moon, three cycle, four three zero one rotation. Sentence, endless rotation. Notes, this one was a child of the sun, but the children of the sun abhorred him as much as the children of the night. Adam LSM could will things into existence with a glance, could move mountains and dry riverbeds by touching them. Something great and terrible. If all that's true, how are they containing him with like a few vines in a dome? Magic. Something great and terrible uh, lived within his mind, and the children wasted no time lashing him to the steward and giving him to Titania. There were others like him, dangerous children of the sun from the east, but they are not here. There is a cell reserved here for the one with des- desolation in his steps, and one for the other. I do not expect to feel them. So, um, it's, it's, it's not really sort of mentioned specifically here, but those two that it mentions the end are uh, Cain and Abel that we have contained. That's what I figured, yeah, so and Adam. I'm figuring that even though it's not necessary, that I was about this to say that was the thought I had. Even though, the, even though those weren't his powers in the Bible, I was thinking the same thing. It's probably Adam from the Bible, and those are Cain and Abel. Prisoner name: Fay. Incarceration active. Date of incarceration: one move, one cycle, what ten rotation. Sentence: endless rotation. Notes. Do you believe that the children of the sun were the first to overthrow those who came before them? That's kind of interesting to me because, like, in both of these articles, including the last one, we didn't really learn anything about the Fae except for they don't like iron. Mm. Um, 
But uh, honestly, uh, but looking at this creature, because this guy's not a Bigfoot, and he has permanent wounds that, that I assumed were from Iron. Maybe he's a Fey as well? I don't know. But, like, um, it kind of is interesting that they're still the sort of... They, they have the most mystical element to them, right? Yeah. And the fact that they were contained here means that they could be brought back should Titania fail, which is possible because it's been declining. Overall, very interesting. I like this article. It's got a lot of mystery to it that you don't get from most SCP articles. Hmm. Um, it's obviously got that cactus touch. Downsides, of course. Uh, the same thing with 1730 where it kept mentioning, like, dark red and black and, and blood and stuff. It's like... There's a lot of plant, plant, organism, plant in the beginning. But once you get towards the end and, like, to the interviews and you get into the meat of it, it's pretty good. I'm going to give this one a 8 out of 10 and an upvote. Oh, of course I'm not logged into my wiki account. Allow me. But yeah, good job, Cactus, as always. I always enjoy a good Cactus SCP. What do you think? Yeah, I really like this one. I really like this like, sort of part of the, like, the Cactus verse that starts coming along with a lot of his later works. And I really enjoy that. It's like mm-hmm. they all start linking together quite a bit. There's like this very good like fantasy sort of tone. It's so based. God, I cannot stop uh, stop gushing about how much I enjoy Cactus's stuff. At least what I've read so far, anyway. Ugh. Yeah. All right, so those are our two for today. But it's time for everyone's favorite segments: comments. Well, quarter. Right-ho. I was about to ask what's going on in the lore, but oh. I suppose it is time for comments. In the lore, we're in Titania's prison. What? Why? Endless rotation. How do we get out? Why? Why? <laughs> Crimes. Maybe, maybe this is our way of temporarily protecting ourselves from the Foundation. Mm. They can't get us in here. They can't contain us if we contain right, ourselves. Me... So, I have a specific request. Okay. Um... Because we don't have that many comments, we can probably read them all, but uh, Comedy Man Kelp was getting a little cocky in the Discord about how his comments are always read, so I would like to vote we pass over his comments. Let's do even better. Let's make up a comment and say he said it. Perfect. Okay. So first, Steve O'Esque says, I think we all know who Darnell's favorite VTuber is. Guargura? Not sure of the name. But you click on one clip on YouTube out of curiosity. The next thing you know, your entire recommended feed Edit, damn it, commented too early again. Not this time. Uh, who's your favorite VTuber, Darnell? Gargura. I only watch, like, two of them, and very sparingly. That's Gargura, and I like Amelia. Uh, but I haven't watched them in a while. Because <laughs> the VTubers, all they do is stream, and their streams like are, like, four <laughs> hours long. Yeah. Um, Comedy Man Kelp's comment says, Darnell is really, really cool, and I really love Tanhoney. Gosh darn, I'm so fortunate to be a part of this fandom. Thank you so uh, much. Thank you, that means Comedy a lot. Man Kelp. Thanks, man. Yeah. Lang Lim says, SPC shall never surpass Dado in comedy. Both are still funny, though. Also, that PM 300 people joke was, a, as the kids say, bra moment. I want to apologize. Comments... Got a bunch of recommendations today, so I'm making it a list. SCP-3942, Undefined. SCP-4451, Saw Roomba by Dadol. SCP-4452, Submitted to the Ethics Committee for Review. SCP-4455, In Short. SCP-4494, The Spectre Fights for Justice. Note, most of these will only be read after that place, but that's fine. <laughs> Thoughts? Uh, I like that. I like what that, is that place? You got it cheeky at the end there, but I'm I assuming let it pass. I, I, I'm assuming that place means whatever the fuck 4,000 is. Look at the next comment. 
Dino Tales writes, Hey, Tanhony, and you disgusting shark lover. Fuck you. Uh, one, my SCP recommendations are SCP-3301, The Foundation, SCP-3918, Starvinus, and SCP-3209, Bodum Butterflyo. Two, my theme recommendation is Chicago Spirit. Three, why, I'll tell you why, Tanhony. You know what you did. Wrong no there, buddy. <laughs> Four, foolish. you guys love Godzilla? Hmm, perhaps a kaiju-themed episode is in order. Is this guy, does he think he, like, makes our episodes? <laughs> he's like, perhaps this is in he's order. He's on Five, you guys get Hunter out of Ikea yet? We're working on it. I miss him. We've been scouring the Um, earth. Any comments? Uh, I like your comment. I like your energy. Continue to bring it. Banker Banker Paul says, I'll give you a hint. Episode 9. Oh, I think I know what this is. I think we, like, didn't respond to his comment or something. I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't remember it. Blank Blank says, which, by the way, is a cool name. Just want to say great work on this episode, Tanhony. Darnell, I don't think I have anything to say to you. <laughs> that was devastating. That actually, that did hurt a little bit. I don't know why, but like, the space I'll... in the ellipses makes it even more devastating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, honestly, I'm not even memeing. That kind of hurts. It's like he got like, fucking Thanos snapped I'll in the middle trucking. of it. <laughs> Wager Button Knows 128 says, SCP-7475-J feels like the author wrote a normal SCP and made it a dash J just so it could be on the joke list with the rest of the SPC stuff. I don't know about that, but it's not really that well written. It's kind of funny, but like that's the one where it's like the shark guy who, who didn't realize he was a shark, right? Mm. That punches things. Yeah. I don't know if it really is up to the standards of a normal SCP, but it was interesting. I liked it. Uh, 682 was in an art book for one of the more recent Godzilla movies. I remember seeing it on, like, TV tropes or something. I was right. Oh, I nice. knew it. Shyth- uh, yes. Shythalia writes, Genshark Impact, the best shark gotcha game of 2021. Thank you, Shythalia, for being the only person to give a positive comment about sharks on that episode. Oh, uh, wait, never mind. Their next comment was time to punch <laughs> some sharks. Boris WW said, Jorik is the slug guy. Also, oh, well, how am I today, supposed to know that Boris wrote that comment if you like Oh, to... oh, Lord, Lord Blackwell. Oh, yeah. Lord Blackwell. Well, That's you say Boris did this, this guy. I was about to tell you, just isn't I don't know like who the slug guy oh. Boris, Boris, I don't know. I don't I don't feel like getting on Boris's <laughs> bad side. I'm just here, I'm just here to uh, try to I don't know why it. he was sad about birds. There are birds today. I don't remember. What the hell are you talking about, Boris? They're in the sky. Just look up. I don't know. An anomalous writer says, ah. I'm going to do it. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, I remember the thing I wanted to tell you during we'll the first all be so desperately. Article. Please tell us. I was thinking, I was thinking about it. I, I was watching uh, some internet historian mm. video or another, I think, on the second channel, and they brought up something that I thought was really funny. They brought up how Uber driver is basically just the name of a limit breaker. If you, Like, think about it. Say the words, like, Uber driver in an anime, like, shout. It's literally the name of, like, some fucking special move. Uber driver! <laughs> That's like, you start charging like, up your strongest it's like a blood attack. Drive. What's the name of your strongest attack? Yeah. Blood driver! Hiatus! Pull, like, a string in your elbow to power up. <laughs> yeah, you have to like bite down on your hand and like the blood starts flowing in a glowy color. Yeah. 
Alright, anything else you want to talk um, about? There's a Nintendo Direct in like an hour. What do you think? For, for posterity, who do you I think know, is re- going to be the new Smash So character? here's... here's... Uh, me, I'm reaching I've for I've had the some monitor. predictions on Twitter, I've been keeping track. Yeah, but they don't matter to me because you didn't call Minecraft Steve because you were too cowardly. My predictions are time. Hatsune Miku, <laughs> Fortnite Steve, or a okay. Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, I honestly think it's going to be me. I'm really confident that, you know, the channel's been getting Wizazi bigger cuts recently. His way in. I feel like, you know. I... <laughs> no, it's Dragon. You like see Mario get shot in the back Should've by his turned gun. your back. <laughs> <laughs> in like four player smash that's how dragon would play he would be a zoning character and in like four player smash he'd sit on the edge of the screen and just shoot the fucking stun show me your moves um yeah i i was gonna ask you tan i had a friend that is like super in nintendo who really wanted to watch this but then his online class became an in-person class at the last minute so now he can't so do you want to watch sure. it together in like an hour and you'll all be here with us. No, you Epic. won't. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you won't. Actually, I mean, we could make it on the server if you want to make an announcement, but yeah. I kind of just want it to be us, because I don't want there to be, like, 30 people in a call. Yeah. It's too much for So me. sorry if you heard this, and we're hoping that's last back a couple of days ago that you could have hopped <laughs> in the Discord call. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, it feels like time yeah, travel. Yeah, really went there. Could we're, like, in the future right now. It's so yeah, because we always record. So it's like we are speaking to the past of this episode, but we're the future. Speaking, speaking of editing, I don't know how thoroughly uh, these these are checked, so I don't know if they'll hear this. But Lonling said something in the editing chat, like, "Let me edit the next two because I won't be able after that." Which I I don't know if he meant he just can't for a while, or if he won't be able to edit for us anymore. Uh, which obviously is totally okay, but if you can't edit for us anymore online, we will dearly miss if you. If you so want to, you can put a little uh, video tribute to yourself course. at the end of the video. I mean, honestly, if he actually stops editing for us, we should make a video yeah. tribute for him. Because him and Anomalous have been really bros being willing to do this for us without without money, because we don't make any money yet. And we it's, truly it's appreciate it. Thank helpful. you so much. And I feel like we owe him. We love we you, love you Lonling. Um, Wait, 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 hang on. I gotta do it, I gotta do it like, uh, like Echidna. You're a Hi, fucking Teddy. fake ReZero fan because it's Satella who does that. It's Satella, fucking not Echidna, you're right. It's Satella. I said the wrong name! They're both fucking no. silver-haired! Alright, the only way I can tell characters apart in anime is the hair, and they both are silver-haired no. elves. What are you fucking talking about? Echidna yeah. isn't an elf. She's Echidna's not. an elf with silver hair. Well, she looks exactly like fucking no, she has Amelia. Ideas. You don't know anything about ReZero. And it's, and it's And it's expansive world. You're a fake fan. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you fuck fucking up. say that to me? Shut, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. This, this, you're, you're joking, but this is what it feels like talking to a fate fan when you mess up a minor detail about some convoluted magic system. Fucking a kitten as an elf. Unbelievable. Sorry, I'm just angry. You know, you you know what I'm talking about. Like you'd say some shit in fate, and you're like, "That's not how circuits no work." No one knows you're an how idiot, and works. you should Anyone die. Says they know how it works. Is a liar. Go back and read the Nasuverse thirteen times, and then maybe you'll be as intellectual scene. as me. Yeah, people act like Nasu is this like masterfully it's constructed whatever he world. Thinks like it's cool. bullshit a new thing every fucking work. 
Yeah, it, it's it. But people try to pretend there's like a science there to themes. it. It's so annoying. No, it's not. Well, why have we talking about this? discovered SCP. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, no, I'm getting like embroiled the fuck into, is... into the imaginary argument. <laughs> there are themes. There are there are themes. I will admit, but they mm-hmm. but they are the rules are there so that they can be broken. And that's how it should be. That reminded me. I, I saw I saw a thing on I saw a thing okay. right the other day. Is it like all like related to any of the things? And it was a guy saying like. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. It was like, because we were creating this imaginary right. argument, right? And the guy, it was really funny. He was like, Twitter's a magical place because you can say ducks are good. And then someone will be like, actually, my brother's, uh, or yeah, my brother's wife is a duck scientist. And this is a harmful view. And then someone else will say, uh, your silence about horses is so <laughs> telling. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny to me. Because it reminded me of this. We're like creating these imaginary arguments that haven't happened in our communities just on past experiences in the distant past. <laughs> But anyway, thank you, Long Lang Lin. Sorry you had to uh, yeah. listen to this. Yeah, sorry your your tribute and thanks got interrupted by a fucking weeaboo ranting, but uh, we appreciate you, man. You're you're the best, uh, and we hope if you aren't able to edit any more in the future, good that, luck in uh, everything you do. The best things happen. We're, to you we're in saying life. this like like exactly. he, he's gonna be gone. <laughs> like he will never be like seen he's again. Dying. Yeah, like like. Uh, the the last episode's the one he edits, right? It's just gonna be like we should get like a stock footage clip of a guy walking off of the sunset giving a thumbs off and then we like Photoshop his profile. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be like his profile picture shopped on. <laughs> yeah. We'll always love you. Na, 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 na. Damn, fade out while I'm singing. Fade out while I'm singing this not a good singer. I swear. It's true. Are you fading out? You suck.